She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. I hope that you have all had a really good week so far. So if you're listening to this on Friday or over the weekend, I hope you've had a great week. Um, I have had a good week. It's been busy, but I feel like my cup is pretty full. It's not easy, you know, always to give to ourselves, right? Especially if we're parents, especially if we're trying to run a business or work and we have a lot of plates to spin, but I have been doing my very best to fill up my cup and serve myself first every morning this week. And it really does make a difference, guys. Like just taking that time and setting that intention for ourselves allows us to not only show up for ourselves more, but show up for others from a place of space and capacity to do that um, rather than a place of my cup is full and now I feel resentful and now I feel frustrated. So just make sure whatever you're doing, if you haven't done it this week, don't beat yourself up. But where can you build that into your weekend? Where can you take time for you? Um, Today, I am joined by a really cool guest. I'm joined by certified hypnotherapist and intuitive guide, Lindsay Robinson. So let me tell you a little bit about Lindsay. First of all, she lives in Las Vegas. And that blew my mind when she told me that because I absolutely love Las Vegas. And it was funny because she absolutely loves Scotland. And I absolutely love Las Vegas. It's so funny when people always say, oh, that's the most beautiful country. And I know Scotland's amazing, right? But when you come from here, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You never maybe fully appreciate where you come from. So she's from Las Vegas, which I think is just epic. Um, She specializes in helping ambitious women all over the world to clear their subconscious limiting beliefs that are keeping them stuck. Um, she specializes in so many things, hypnotherapy, um, dream interpretation, which by the way, we touch on slightly, but we're going to get her back on and do a full episode on dream interpretation. So you guys are going to be able to pop in your dreams. What's happening in your dreams? We're going to get Lindsay on and we're going to unpick them all. So it's going to be such a cool episode and one that we've never done on the podcast. So watch this space for that coming, guys, because I don't know about you, but when I, I mean, I have wild dreams. I am always on Google. What does this mean? What, what am I dreaming about? What does this mean? Um, so it's going to be a great episode. She also specializes and we talk about this today, um, what your handwriting says about you. And this just blew my mind. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. We also talk about um the definition of success how to stop procrastinating your subconscious mind affirmations and how you can use affirmations to connect with your subconscious mind because sometimes just saying that i ams are not enough i know we're always told the i am i am i am right but sometimes the i ams don't cut it and she explains why so it's an amazing episode guys it's so much fun lindsay has the most infectious personality I loved recording with her um so I've dropped all of her details in the show notes she also has her own podcast called high vibe in it so yeah if you want to connect to Lindsay you can get all of her details in the show notes enjoy this episode and enjoy your weekend guys sending you all so much love 
She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. So welcome to She Loves Herself, the podcast, Lindsay Robinson. Hello. Hello. I'm oh so goodness. excited. I'm so excited, Lindsay. It is so epic to have you on the podcast. And just before we started recording, we were like, we need to start recording because we've got <laughs> so much juice here. We're just, and as always for the listeners, I, we never really prepare for these. Um, obviously Lindsay is coming on and we both say that we just trust our intuition and we trust that whatever we talk about is what the listener needs in that moment and what they need to hear so Lindsay 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 I have been reading all about you but (laughs) for uh, for our listeners can you tell us who you are and how you became who you are today and and how you got on that journey to becoming who you are today I know I've said this a million times I'm sure every guest of yours says this but how much do you want because I could talk (laughs) A long time. Yeah. It's a long story, right? You ask somebody like, "What makes you who you are?" Like, "Ooh, okay." Yeah, I know you're like, "Dive oh, in." Know. Well, this one time it started when I was four. <laughs> so tell us, like, what, like, okay? So you do. There's so much to you. There's lots of healing yeah. modalities. There's lots of things that you work in right now in that space. But was that always? Did you always know you wanted to go down that path? What was your story before you had that moment of real clarity, or perhaps? you know, that moment of, okay, this isn't the path I want to be on. I need to move in another direction now. Like what got you to that point? Okay. Cool. All right. So I know you think you narrowed it down, but I got a lot here. So I'm just going to talking. Anyway, Let's just go. That's what we're going to go with. So what, you know, one thing that I think is important uh, for people to hear and maybe akin to themselves is that I was always like the weird one. I think you probably could relate. Like I would just never really like was satisfied with the idea of you go, you, you go to school, you, you marry your high school sweetheart, you get a job, you know, at a factory or something. I'm from Michigan. So there's a lot of like factories. (laughs) And it's just the thing that you did. You got a factory job and an insurance job. You were, you made it, you know, Thumbs up. and it just, yeah, thumbs up. And I just was like, yeah, no, I, I had this idea in my head from a young age that I was, it, look, I don't know, she loves herself, right? Like we want to, I'm not going to like diminish it, but I really did feel, I had this innate feeling in my bones that like I was meant for more, mm. but I didn't know how to translate that. I'm sure no child knows how to translate that, but I felt it. And in my head, I was like, maybe I'm going to be famous one day. Maybe I'm going to be an actress. Mm. That didn't last very long. I do not want to be an actress at all, but I I knew that it was something like I'm here to make an impact. Yeah. I did not know what that meant. And I still don't really. I'm just kind of figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But as a child, you don't really know that. But I know that I've talked to a lot of people in my life who have felt similar. Mm -hmm. Um, That similar feeling of like, I know I'm meant for more. I know that I want more. I am not meant to live in this box that everybody else lives in. And that is a beautiful thing to realize, you know, never too late, but the earlier, the better, I think for me anyway. And so, you know, I, (laughs) I moved to California when I was 20 by myself from Michigan, because I felt like if I could live, and this is a funny story, if I could live in a big city, meaning Los Angeles or New York, I could live anywhere, right? Like, of course you can make it anywhere if you can live in the biggest cities in America. So I flipped a coin (laughs) 
And that's how I decided LA. And yeah. then in retrospect, it was a good choice because I was getting away from snow in Michigan and to go to New York <laughs> would be, you know, just or snow. <laughs> out of what is the what is the word out of the pan and into the fire kind of thing but what's uh -huh. the opposite of that but yes and so I was like you know what let's just go let's go to the beach for a while let's see what's over on the west coast and I ended up meeting my now husband and I had a couple kids and I I really feel like I met my family there mm -hmm. I I knew from a soul level that I was supposed to go to California and meet my people and I did so mm -hmm. another great thing that happened in California Oh, and by the way, it should be noted, everyone in my family still does not understand the motivation that I had to actually leave. They're like, when are you coming back? Still. Yeah. But when are you coming back though? When are you going to, okay, but isn't this over? This was a joke, right? Like, when are you coming back? And it's just never going to happen, but it's okay that they don't understand that. And I think that's important to note. Like, it's okay that people around you do not understand your motivations. They're yeah. not meant to. Mm -hmm. That's their journey and it's fine. Mm -hmm. So um, another cool thing that happened in California is that I was work, you know, once you actually get to California, I took out a student loan and I used it for my first few months rent. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. This would be great. I got a job at Starbucks on, on, at Universal Studios and it was like the best, right? It's like every wow. everything a 21 year old wants. I turned 21 in California. So my roommates love to go clubbing. So I got all that out of my system and I'm pretty much a homebody. So like once it was over, I was like, okay, did it, done. Yeah. What's next? But I, you know, I was working retail, just focusing on paying the bills right before I moved to California. When I was 19, my sister gave me this book. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be video, but I'm going to show it anyway. Okay. It's called, this isn't the exact book, but it is. It's called Destiny of Souls. Have you read this book? Have nope. you read this book? Girl, my read God. this book. <laughs> wow. Destiny of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. Okay. He is actually a hypnotherapist who takes his clients and it's really just a book full of transcripts. If anybody out there has read this, please, you know, I don't know, comment or reach out or something. Cause this is a great book. Everybody needs to know about it. Uh, he's a hypnotherapist who takes his clients through the life between life phase. Now, are you open to past life regression? Yes, I'm sure you are. Absolutely. I'm sure you are. Cause you're my people. So, <laughs> so he basically is like that space between when you die in the past life and go into the next life, what happens then? What happens in this space mm -hmm. to the soul, for the soul, with the soul? What do we do? What kind of deconstruction, reconstruction, healing, learning, all these things that happens in between that? Let's write a book about it. Let's do a bunch of cases, compile a book, change some lives. I read this book and nothing has ever felt truer in my entire life. Again, I was 19 years old. So take that, <laughs> take that as you will. But I, so, so then fast, I think that that kind of lit the ignition for me. It woke me up in a way to move to get the, the, the ovaries, if you will, to move all the way across the country. And I did because I was like, life is so, we are so much bigger than we think we are. And it really just fed that belief that I already had that I was so much more than I was being shown. And we all are really. Anyway, so I moved to California, got a job, went back to the material 3D because you have to, you have to pay bills and do all the things. And fast forward to I was uh, 26 and pregnant and engaged to my now husband. And I had just gotten fired from a job that I hated, hated, hated. I have never had a bad experience in a job in my entire life. I've worked a lot of jobs, most of them at the same time to pay for college. But I, I didn't like this job. And every, this was the most important piece. Everybody at that job did not like me. 
And I'm sorry, but I am a very likable person. (laughs) (laughs) Not to toot my own horn, but I am nice. Okay. I am nice to people. I am kind. I want to know about them. I want to make them feel validated. It's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. If they aren't responding, I don't know what to do at that point. So anyway, it's in retrospect, it was a completely wrong environment. And the universe had an amazing way of showing me this is not what you need to be doing. Anyway, so I had just been let go while pregnant, seven months pregnant, and we were moving to a new apartment within the same month and Christmas was coming up (laughs) and all, oh, and we were getting married in three months. So like, you know, when they say when it rains, it pours and like all of these momentous things happen at the same time, it really kind of forces you to realize what's important. And I had a baby coming and it's one of my biggest dreams was to be a mother my entire life. And so I didn't want to just go back to a retail job as soon as, you know, in the States, you get six weeks to be with your baby and you buy, drop it at a daycare, like go back to work. And I just didn't, again, that was a thought of like, I'm not like them. I don't want to do this. And I know it's such a difficult decision. And if anybody had to do that, I do feel for you. It's hundred percent to me, heart-wrenching to be, to have to make that choice. And I didn't want to. So I was like, you know what? There's gotta be, if I want to be home with my baby, there has to be a way to do it. There must be, people are doing it. Like there must be a way. And this was in 2011. So I did like, I was looking into like network marketing and all these things like that I could do. And I'm like, I just don't think this is me. Mm. Then I remembered the book. I remember destiny of souls. I remembered how lit up I got when I realized that this man takes people to their soul's journey for a living and is pretty famous for it, right? And, and I'm sure if he wanted to stay home with his kids, he could if he wanted to, because look at the work he's doing, right? And I knew how excited I got. I got the flicker, I got the spark. And I was like, let me, let me pay attention to that for a second. What do I want to do? I want to do, what if I was a hypnotherapist? And immediately the voice in my head was like, mm, mm, hold on, that's not safe. Yeah. Other, pe- I heard this distinctly. Other people do that. You need to do the safe thing. And I was like, yeah, I had that like, oh, you know, like the stick in the mud feeling of like, yeah, you're probably right. But then I had another spark and it never really happened to me this way before. This is very significant in my memories and my life because the way that it unfolded and the voices, how distinct they were had been something that I'd never experienced before. The other voice said, but why can't I? Because everyone who's ever been a hypnotherapist or done anything they wanted to do has had to start here at this moment where they decide. Yeah. So what am I, cho- what am I choosing? Right. <laughs> so, so I was like, what if I just made a call, you know, start small, make the call, see what's out there. And I did. And I went for a tour the next day. Uh, it, it was actually down the street from where I would have gone back to work after my child was born. Uh, which is very coincidental in a big city like Los Angeles. It is just crazy odds. So I go to the tour. I call my husband from the tour and I said, I really want to do this. Can I do this? Meaning not like, can I, but like, should I? (laughs) I was kind of, I was half looking for him to be like, yeah, you know, we really got to buckle down and like figure it. This is very risky, but he didn't. He said, we'll figure it out. Go for it. If you want to do it, do it wait, what? Okay. So I have to do this now. Okay. Uh, let's do it. And then I just never looked back and it's been the best decision of my life. And if I didn't have that voice and the support that I had, 
easily could not be having this conversation right now at all. Yeah, that moment where <laughs> where you knew, and it's interesting, right? Because probably now you will make those decisions on your own without permission. I think sometimes we just need yeah. that permission slip sometimes, especially in the beginning of the journey. Well, because yeah. We're programmed, right? To ask everyone else what they think in life yeah. right so why well, I really want to do this but what do you think and then we ask them and then they say no that's a good a bad idea or that's a good idea. And then we'll just be like all right but actually I, yeah yourself now right I bet you've come on so much where you will just go intuitively into yourself and be like this is a full body yes mm. or this is a full body no and I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it well we're so glad that you did because I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> that you have helped so many people on your journey. You mentioned hypnotherapy, Lindsay, but there's so much more that yeah. you've done to do since hypnotherapy, right? So do you want to, I mean, I was reading your profile and I'm like, oh my God, I want to talk to you about this. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get her back on because there's so Oh, much- we need a part two, for sure. We need a part two <laughs> because there's like, I talk a lot on the podcast about authenticity, about self honor, you know, self-abandonment all of that stuff. And it is really about coming back to the self and honoring ourself and mm-hmm. our truest, most highest version of ourself and calling that in. But when I was looking at you, you talk a lot, well, you know, and, and you've got your podcast, which we'll drop the, the we'll drop the link in the show notes to that because it's going to be amazing for our listeners to tune into that too. Um about your definition of success. So really tapping into the definition of success. Um, I know for me, when I was growing up, Lindsay, very much like yourself, it was like, get a job in finance. It was at the time, it was like, if you work in a bank or work for finance, oh, then yeah. it comes up, you've made it. And, and that was the definition of success, you know, being a mom. And and actually, like yourself, I really resonate with that. I never felt I was supposed to be there. I did it, but I never felt that I was supposed to be there. I knew deep within me, but I didn't trust myself because I'd given my power away. And we're seeing a huge turn in a definition of success. Things, you know, the world has opened up much more now. And I'd love to hear from you around the definition of success for you and how how you can really tune in or a listener, for example, can really start to tune into what success means for them rather Mm -hmm. than comparing to other people. Yeah, so I think the biggest pitfall and this sounds so obvious and it is obvious you know uh, but it needs to be repeated is that we look at someone else doing the thing that we perceive we want to do and we start to compare ourselves to them and what they're doing and we're not doing and maybe we're doing too much and they're not doing you know and I just think like no good ever comes from that because you will literally never be that person and they have a completely different path in you. Even if that success looks the same as what you decide that you want for yourself, your Mm. definition of success is not the same as theirs. For me, the definition of success always has to be an emotional state. So for me, and other people may agree or, or have something else, but for me, my definition of success is when I feel the most grounded and safe because TMI, but I didn't have the safest childhood growing up. I did not feel safe or stable or um, held 
if that makes sense, for a lot of my childhood. And so for me, I think that's the carrot on the stick is what will make me feel safe. And it is, I know it's funny because I moved across the country by myself. Doesn't really seem safe. I also took the bus for the first five years in Los Angeles, mostly at night because I worked at a GameStop. Uh, This was the job I loved, not the one I hated. And I always got out at like 2 a.m. or 12 midnight. And so I'd have to take the bus. Not safe. Like, what is that? But, you know, that feeling of like, no matter what- (laughs) No matter what. A different safety though, Lindsay. Exactly. Right? It is. That's you saying and okay to the listener, like, well, that's not safe. That it's different for you. Safety yeah. for you is how you felt. Um almost like um I imagine internally safe, right? When mm-hmm. you're exposed and when you're emotionally naked, right? And actually yeah. how safe do you feel being seen by someone? being held by someone who said that and I I resonate with that so much I have had no fear getting up and doing my thing and doing what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do but when it came to really deep connections and intimacy relationships they would have this version of me but actually when I really went and did the work and I mean the deepest level of work I was like oh shit I don't feel safe where did that (laughs) come from and then we go Okay, so I get what you're saying. You know, the listeners are used to this. You know, there's these conversations, Lindsay, and we get it. It's safety. It's what your primary need is safety, Mm. right? And it was safety then. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that if I if I can look around at my life and know that I I did this, I created this, I had a say (laughs) in what my life looks like that to me is is success um and and of course I have days where I don't feel successful we all have those days and I'm gonna have them again Uh, but it is a practice and and I love to say it doesn't get easier you just get better and that is really just navigating through these hard emotions when they come up because you've done the work doesn't mean you're not going to ever have to do the work again it just means it might be a little less turbulent the next time and the next time and the next time but if I can feel safe and stable and grounded in my life yeah I'm I'm doing doing pretty good and as I look around at my life today I know 100% it is mine it is not something that somebody gave or somebody someone other some somebody's definition of their life that they would want it is my definition and I think we all have a very distinct definition of what that is just like we do with success just like we do with love just like we do with food (laughs) right I'm the only one in my house that likes olives besides my 10 year old we have we're in the olive club everyone else hates the olives and I don't understand it but I accept it (laughs) yeah it's perspective it is and it's realizing that it is unique to you whatever success is yeah you just like there is so much right and I do love social media for many reasons but there's many reasons I'm like I'm so consistently and consistent with it that's me too I'm so I'm like you just feel consistent I'm like that well I'm consistently inconsistent with it I love the coaches that say I love the Instagram influencers that say like there's no one way to grow on Instagram there's no one way to be successful on Instagram do what feels best to you like that's who I listen to and if I do like four posts in a row and then I'm not on there for two months 
<laughs> no, but that's authentic to you exactly authenticity, success all of that is really coming back to the self and really strengthening that trust muscle within yes you know like you said you still get those days I still get those days and you're like oh god here it comes again the dark night of the soul <laughs> here we go strap <laughs> in people yeah but <laughs> it's you know when we can't unsee it right when we when we start to inquire mm. about who we are and why we're here and what our purpose is it's really exciting there's bumps yeah. on the road for sure but for me I would not have it any other way I'm sure my partner sometimes wishes I'd never go on this journey <laughs> well and listen here's what I say to those people bless them who are like oh why does it have to be so hard oh why is it so painful here's the thing take your power back and realize that the gigantic, magnificent, beautiful soul that you are didn't come here to mess around. It didn't come here to just feel good. If you just want to feel good, go back. Mm. <laughs> That's where, I mean, you know, you know what I mean, but well, like we, we came here talker. to, we can talk this way. We came here to feel it all. We came here to realize how the spectrum and contrast that life has to offer here on this planet. You didn't come here to play around. No one is here to play small. No, That's important. <laughs> oh, I absolutely agree. No matter how old you are and what your story is, actually using that. And I actually recorded an episode today about um, how we can really get stuck in our story. Mm. I'm like this because of this. I'm like this because of that. And here, you know, there are so many horrible, shitty things that have happened to people. I know this for sure. But what can often, and I'm not generalizing, but what I'm saying is sometimes we can allow our story to to be our identity because actually who are we without that you know I've lived with this I'm like this because of this thing happened to me um, and actually a lot of people stay in that because there's a real fear around well who am I if I don't have that identity anymore and I say like who do you want to be because when yeah. you start to get in and do this work on yourself and working with therapists working with coaches working with people that for me I only ever work with people that have gone as deep as me because I, 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 and for different things I will, but for this work, I wouldn't because I know the power of this work mm. and I know that you're the same. I mean, obviously you, you work with hypnotherapy. Do you find that when people come to you for hypnotherapy, I'd love to know, right? Do you just sort of focus on hypnotherapy to work with your clients or do you find that you really now with your experience with the work that you've done that you really go into other sort of modalities as you're doing it and just almost doing it your way Lindsay and integrating different things with clients or do you tend to when they come to you for hypnotherapy it's just hypnotherapy that you do well this is a good question because I know in my training uh which was very extensive and I loved it so much but they're very specific about be the authority be the professional be the safe space but do not bring yourself into the room right just like any psychotherapist or therapist like be that calm cool collected tell me about you how does that make you feel like that right so another one of those rules is do if they do hypnotherapy in every single session mm. do not acknowledge them outside of sessions, you know, things like that. Let them come to you kind of thing, which is great, is great. A lot of these things have a real deep 
you know, reason for them. And a lot of ethics is involved as well. And those I stick to, um, I'm a stickler for and, and confidentiality and all that. But I have become a little loosey-goosey with being who I am because when I was the, the professional, like, you know, calm, cool, collected, yeah, it didn't, uh, I kind of felt like I was leaving my clients a little, um, yeah. kind of fell a little flat. I didn't feel like I was giving my best work because I had to put on this air of like inhumanness almost, you know, nice. and a little, and maybe I just didn't have the right balance. But once I started bringing myself into the room and not, you know, monopolizing the sessions with my stories, of course, but just being me the way that I'm being me right now and, and being a little sassy sometimes and giving a little, make them laugh a little bit. Humor is my defense mechanism. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it just happens. But I noticed that people were just, be, they were getting results faster. They were, you know, getting, they were giving me really great reviews. I've never gotten a bad review, but they were enthusiastically giving me good reviews this time. And they just wanted to work with me again and again and again. And I realized, hey, maybe I'm pretty great. Maybe they like me. Maybe they don't just like me for hypnotherapy. Maybe they like me and I do hypnotherapy, <laughs> like, you know. So no, I don't just do hypnotherapy. I found a really good kind of mixture. I do try to do hypnotherapy in every session just because it is so deeply ingrained and that is what they see. But if they need an EFT session once, I'll do that or twice. If they need a uh, energy healing, I'm certified in energy healing. I do uh, handwriting analysis, which every client gets. I pull uh, Oracle and tarot cards in every session. Oh my gosh. What else do I do? Um, I'm studying human design. I'm not an expert. Yeah, but your method, right? It's amazing. And what's really, yes, exactly. It is the Lindsay method. And what's really great is if I discover a new skill tomorrow, guess what? You're going to benefit from it as the client because I'm a learner. I think a lot of us in the entrepreneurial space just are addicted to learning. And I really, really am. I love to learn new things. I'm also a genealogist. So I love family trees and all these things. We talked a little bit about, you know, the DNA testing before, uh, you know, how they're cloning everyone. That's, that's <laughs> no, don't. no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but we were talking a little bit about how I did a DNA test and I'm really into my family tree and everyone's family tree. It's just a huge passion of mine as well. So I've interestingly enough, found a book called ancestral tarot and I am, I am diving deep. So I'm learning that now. And it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I just, if I find something cool that I think will, that has helped me, of course, I'm going to pass it on. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. 100%. And I think it's really important to, because you can train in something, but actually trusting yourself to say, right, well, this is my method. And when yeah. you have not only studied it, Lindsay, but embodied the work, I believe that makes you an authority. Absolutely. I, I think we can read all the books, we can pass all the tests, but it doesn't make you amazing at what you do. I believe what makes you amazing at what you do is when you fully embody the work for yourself and you're mm-hmm. in the work and you are doing the work and that allows you to drop that mask and show up authentically for your clients and they will feel that from you and that's probably why they were like this feels authentic and it's hard to articulate it because it's more of a feeling when we connect to someone like that and it's great you have that space for your clients you just said something that I'm like I want to ask you about this you talked about like 
handwriting analysis. Yep. You said. And I did. I also forgot to mention dream therapy, which is the study of like dreams. And that is a very personal individual uh, thing. And basically the first rule is throw out every dream book and then tackle it from there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like where do I even want to go first? Because we need a part two, Jill. We need a part two. The <laughs> dreams, we need to just even come and talk about the dreams because yeah. that is something that I've actually never covered in all the seasons yet but it's something that I really tap into myself and mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh I would love to help you determine this and like interpret dreams and if anybody has a dream we should do a thing where they send the dreams in and then we talk about them yes I'm like getting so it. many ideas this is it oh my gosh right we have to fo- we have to do an episode on the dreams I will get people to write in or with their dreams and then we'll go through them and we'll do a full episode on it. That'd be so fun. You're hearing this first, guys. You're hearing this first in real time. <laughs> Inspiration just hatching away over it. here. I love it. Very quickly, though. Yeah. Tell me what the handwriting thing. So the handwriting analysis is something that I also learned in my training as a hypnotherapist. Um, and I thought it was, I was like, look, guys, I know we're supposed to be Harry Potter and learning this magical skill, which really isn't magical at all. But like handwriting analysis is pretty out there. What's going on? Do I have to, right? I was very skeptical. Um, and that's a hypnotherapist being skeptical. Okay. But it really is like so interesting. And the more that I learned about it and the, and throughout the course and through my certification was like, this is legit. There's only so many times you can see absolutely like a direct line from a personality trait to the actual trait in the handwriting before you start to go, okay, maybe there is something to this. Um, it's really just the study of handwriting. Some would call it graphology, the FBI, CIA, all the like high government organization investigators use this psychiatrists use this, um, hospitals use this. I mean, it's, it is a thing. It is a thing. Oh it God. is fascinating. I need so to know what my, name, first- mine changes all the time, Lindsay. I don't know what everyone else, everyone, everyone listening to this is going to be like, oh my God, what's my, what about handwriting? What, what, Everybody what, loves what to learn. You? It's one of, it's one of my favorite things to talk about because, and I do it in the first session with every client. I have them send me beforehand a handwriting sample so that we can go over it. Who doesn't want to learn about their own handwriting? Like it is so cool. I will give, because we, because I, I can't, um, share my screen or show show anything really I will give two tips in handwriting because the idea is this the subconscious mind gives you your handwriting your personality lives in your subconscious who you are down to your deep 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 center is an automatic thing right you don't have to try to be authentic you are authentic and you have to try not to be authentic correct correct so your authentic self lives in your subconscious and that comes out in your handwriting um the basics is this all automatic behaviors are in are in the subconscious. So like riding a bike or driving or the hand gestures I'm using or the words I'm saying. I don't have to think about how to say the words. I just think the thought and it comes out. That is in the subconscious. Everything automatic, including fears and limiting beliefs, by mm-hmm. the way. Those are all automatic too. You don't ask for those. They just kind of show up. Mm-hmm. But when you're writing, you don't have to think about it. We all learn the same way to write. You know, you trace the dotted lines to make the O's and the M's and the V's and you do it exactly how it shows, but yet our handwriting becomes our own. Everybody's handwriting is like their fingerprint. So the idea is that when you're writing, your personality is coming out, your authentic self is coming out. So there's a few things I want to go into, and I'm trying to like put it in order so that it makes actual sense. 
But when you're writing, it is thought of as a direct line to your subconscious. So when you're journaling, the intention is to release. As long as your intention is to release, it's working. It's doing a great job because you are literally opening the valve from your subconscious out and onto the paper. If you are trying to do affirmations, oh, that's another thing we could talk about. (laughs) Everybody has the wrong idea of affirmations, but I mean, almost everybody, but uh, when you're doing affirmations, okay. So the only thing you need to know about affirmations is not everybody takes information the same way. If you write down, I am abundant, half the people on the planet are going to think of themselves as a liar or wearing shoes that don't fit because it doesn't feel authentic. But if you say, I am open and willing to receiving all the abundance that life has to offer. That feels better. Your subconscious will grab right onto that one. Whereas the other way I am, it just won't. So Mm -hmm. as a subconscious expert, I can tell you, your subconscious brain does not take in the same way as somebody else's. So you must figure out what feels better, what feels more open and what your subconscious will accept. Otherwise it's not getting anywhere. (laughs) It's really not. Mm -hmm. And it just hurts. You know, I have people I talk to are like, I don't do affirmations. They don't feel good. Well, maybe try I am becoming or I'm willing or to. I am open to. Yeah. I am, yeah. I'm learning. And it might feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've said this before the I am's are great. And, and for so many things, right? But if you have like no money, <laughs> you see, I am a million. <laughs> you can't ignore reality. Okay. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, but actually, it's finding that way that it lands for you. And over time, it, it starts to, right? And write as in writing. As in W-R-I-T. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. got me thinking about my handwriting now. I'm okay. Like- so I'm going to give you a few, if just in cases, because these are the things I see the most commonly, especially in, in women's handwriting. And again, I, I see mostly women, so I don't see a ton of men's handwriting, but this isn't uncommon. So, so again, with the handwriting input output is very, very important. If you're intending to input something, I am intending to do affirmations. I'm inputting. It is working as long as you're writing them down. Um, in the way that your subconscious takes in. Writing is so important. If you type it, sure, but it doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same effect as if you're writing it. Now, um, yeah, so intention is everything. Also, the T's, pay attention to your lowercase T's. That is the biggest piece that people uh, can, can affect. So when I say pay attention to your T's, what I mean is because your personality comes out in your handwriting, your personality is on the paper. You could change the handwriting and affect your personality. That's the idea. They are, they are not, uh, they're, they're both connected so deeply that you could affect one uh, if you change the other. So when you become more expanded mentally, when you have a better mindset, when you're in a really good mood, how different does your handwriting look? right? When you're upset, angry, maybe you're pressing harder on the paper because you're so frustrated, you're writing faster. It shows. So when you are at peace, when you are, you know, your authentic self, your handwriting will change. So if you change your handwriting, it could have a, have the opposite effect or rather the, what's the word I'm looking for? It could have the interchangeable effect of changing your personality. And when I say the T's, the T's represent your confidence slash self-esteem. I hope this is making sense. So the way we are taught to make a T looks like a cross, right? Like a crucifix. If you, you, it's a nice tall stem and you cross it nice and nice and high. Most handwriting that I've seen, including my own, right? I'm right there with you. In the beginning, I noticed my T's. When I learned about the T's, I was like, crap. The, the stem 
is thought to be your confidence line and where you cross it is where your self-esteem is. So how tall you stand, right? The T stem is how tall are you standing within yourself? Are you solid, strong, and secure? Or are you a little kind of diminishing yourself? Where you cross it is also where your, um, where your self-esteem is at. And it can change by the day. It can change by the line. It's really in that moment then. So it doesn't mean that it's always like that. It depends on your, your vibe well, that day then. It could, but I will say that most people have a theme in what their T's look like. Well, I'm going um, back to my journal entry from this. A one. lot of people will have, you, you know, I mean, the most dramatic uh, way this shows up is, is your T's will look like plus signs. If your T's look like plus signs, start making them like crucifixes. Start making them tall. Start crossing them high. You will notice a difference. It can't hurt, right? I mean, I I'm not asking you to do a lot. Change your T's, see what happens. You might feel better is all I'm saying. Change your T's, guys. Change your T's, people. I swear, I know that there's people listening to this who are going to like pick up like something they've written down and look at their I, teeth. I mean, I mean, honestly, and, and the other thing I want to say too, if you're journaling a full page, uh, before I forget, when, when you start at the top, your handwriting looks really good, right? You like actually try, but then when you get towards the bottom, it's like, who even cares? I don't even care oh, what this looks like yeah, anymore. Yeah. I just want to get it down. I just want to finish where you are on the page. Um, up here is your, is your conscious mind. And as you get further down on the page is getting more into subconscious, what the real meat of it. So like up here is what you want me to know. If this were a handwriting sample, here's what I want her to know. And then here's what's really going on. Down 100% agree with yeah. that. I was just uh-huh. going to say to you, that's mine. So yeah. when I do a journal entry, it starts off very kind of neat and do, 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 do. And then literally as I, it's like, I'm getting a download and it is yep. like this, you're getting more into subconscious voice is coming in and it's like it's another version it's it's me talking to me and I'll yeah. actually like gel you gel you understand this and gel 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 so it starts with I did I am I feel and then it's but gel you know the answer <laughs> this, is this and it's like so yeah swiftly, and then it's like that's half off the page so Absolutely. oh my gosh this makes so much sense and I never would have thought this was a thing Right. Exactly. Every single time I do a handwriting sample, inevitably the client's eyes will go like saucers and they'll be like, okay, how did, how did you know that? Okay. So I just invite everybody to look at their hand, their most recent handwriting, uh, especially if it's a page or longer, just to see kind of what's going on with the subconscious. If, oh gosh, there's so much I could tell you, but if the lines kind of, it's, it's especially important if you're writing on unlined paper, because that'll tell you if your lines are going up or if your lines kind of group down, if your letters are slanted forward or backward, that tells me stuff too. Um, but generally speaking, if you can stick, we'll have to do another episode, but if, if you can stick with changing your T's, making them really tall, feeling good about it, right? Like I am changing my T's so that I can feel more confident and strong and solid within myself. Um, yeah. It can't hurt. Like we're just here no, to No, and ideas. I love that about the affirmations because I yeah. know that a lot of people struggle with affirmations because it isn't true now we want it to be true and we can change you know the current reality for sure when we start to you know get into that you know and start to hardwire that information into here's the thing here's the thing jill listeners best friends we have been doing it our entire lives you have already been creating your life from the ground up whether you know it or not the only thing that i help people do is be more intentional with this amazing skill and 
uh, power that you already have. Your body knows what it's doing. It's doing it all the time. Your subconscious is a goal machine and it is constantly cranking out goals based on what it knows. You get to teach it what it knows. You've been doing it forever. Yeah, I said this. I said this last week, actually, on something I was talking about where um, I said where people are like, I can't manifest. I'm like, you're always manifesting. You've manifest where you are right now. Which is maybe a little scary for some people yeah, if they're just you, beginning. Maybe you don't want to um <laughs> don't want to have manifested the thing, but based on your capacity yeah. to receive love potentially, uh, that's maybe why you are where you are and how you feel how you feel. But the beauty of this is, as you said, you help people to change that. Change to teach your mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you could teach your subconscious anything, what would you want it to know? What would you want it to believe? And that's what we do because it's, it really is that simple, not easy always, but it is that simple. Yeah. Your, your mind is eager to learn. Um, why not just make sure you have a say? <laughs> what it knows. You're passionate about that. I can really feel that from you, like having your say on how you want to live your life. Yeah. Because why shouldn't you? That is your birthright. To have yeah. your day and live your life on your terms, not the way other people think we should live, because that creates a whole heap of havoc it in does. our nervous systems, in our bodies, and how we feel and how we show up. Lindsay, oh my goodness, I talked to you. I can't believe how quickly this time has gone I know. in. I do this on every podcast, on on every podcast I ever guest on. They're like, yeah, we'll keep it like 30 minutes. I'm like, are you sure? There's so much to talk about. We can try. Sure. There is so much. And I would love you to come back on for a full episode on dreams because this is something that I'd love to explore. And we've never had someone on the show talking about this, Lindsay. Oh, so so you up for that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When and where I'm, I'm there. All right. Amazing, Lindsay. Thank you so much. So how can people connect with you? I know that you've got your podcast, but if people want to connect with you more, which I know they will from listening to this, what's the best way that they can connect with you? Okay, before I do that, I have one more thing that I really need to say because it's going to vomit out if I don't say it anyway. Um, you know how your mouth just does that? Uh, yeah. I just want to kind of lift a little pressure off people because I know it can be hard to hear sometimes that you've created your life uh, you know because as Jill said so beautifully there's been some crappy things that happen to people and and I I never want to say there's a wrong way or a right way but what I will say is this you you cannot possibly have known or affected what has already happened if yeah. you didn't know what you now know and I'm not saying nothing bad's ever going to happen what I am saying is from this moment forward if you're open to the idea that you have a say then you have a responsibility to yourself to just know that, just know that you have a say sometimes. And what would happen if I just tried to live my highest potential? What would happen if I made that call? What would happen if I asked this person out? What would happen? What if, what if, what if? Just play the what if game with yourself in a nice way, right? Not in a, what if everything goes wrong? We, we're there enough. We don't need to spend more time there. I know that we go there a lot, but now that you know, your subconscious is is waiting for you to teach it. What would you want it to know? Maybe make some affirmations around that. Maybe be more intentional with your journaling uh, and your handwriting and uh, just see what happens. It's just, this part is supposed to be fun. The part that you learned the hack, 
the secret, the cheat code. And now you get to just play around with it, you know? Mm. Anyway, how to find me. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love that you said that. And and for sure, it's it's understanding that you have choices now. And if you know that you have choices, like Lindsay said, it's that responsibility to live the life that you know that you're capable of living. You don't need to know how. We get oh caught gosh. up in how, right? And I how still we, get caught up in how all the time. The how's the killer? The how kills us. But if yeah. we can really connect deeply to ourselves, to our bodies and really spend time in the body rather than the mind, then we build that trust muscle and the how mm-hmm. does start to present itself. And it does get a little bit easier the more time we connect in our bodies and we start to form self-trust. So Lindsay, I'm so glad that you said that. And when you are successful, what does it feel like? I forgot to mention that earlier. That's a great prompt for anybody to journal around. When I'm successful, I feel blank Mm -hmm. and just try to anchor that in and feel it as much as you can in your current situation. I know it's not easy. Trust me. I do know it is not easy, but it's worth a try. Why not? Yes. It's the feeling that creates change. That is, it's absolutely true. The feeling, it's the feeling. So it's about embodying the feeling as much as you can so that that starts to become a reality for you. And then energetically, the universe starts to present us things that are in alignment, are at the same frequency. And then we start to bring that in. And I love that it's down to us though, Lindsay, because I think Mm -hmm. it's the empowering thing that we can ever have is that we get to take that power back that we've given away. What a beautiful gift to get to choose. Especially now. I, again, genealogist, I know a lot of ancestors, okay? They didn't have choices that we have now. It was a completely different alien planet. You lived to work, to eat, to sleep, to work the farm, to get up and probably, who has time for good vibes in those days, right? You're just farming and trying not to die. But- But we have, we have so we much have choice now. <laughs> and we have evidence. Yes. So you might not have someone in your family or your direct network that is doing the thing that you want to do or that have broken away from the conditions and the programs. But for sure, all you need to do is turn on social media or turn on the TV or connect with someone because there is someone not maybe doing the thing that you want to do, but that are living their life on their terms that are doing work, that are succeeding and enjoying life, it is possible to, when you go back to your first point, when you said that you didn't want to go back to work after six weeks having your baby, you wanted to be able to work from anywhere um, and do something that you really enjoyed. That was me. I was 21 years in corporate and I never believed it was possible until it was. And then I did it and it was like, this was the dream that I never (gasps) believed possible. I have an amazing question for your listeners. You guys ready? I found this in a gratitude journal and I love this question because it's just beautiful. What do you have in your life right now that you once thought was impossible? You just reminded me of it because you said that. Isn't that a beautiful question? What an amazing question. What do you once, what do you have in your life now that you once thought was impossible? I'll tell you one thing. So many things now. I never ever thought I would own a home. No one in my family really has ever owned a home, and everyone that has has lost the home. So, knock on wood. But (laughs) I'm doing like I never thought that was even in the cards for me, ever. I never thought I would 
well, I never thought I would live in Las Vegas purely because I never wanted to, but here I am and it's fine. Las it's very Vegas. hot. Now I'm I in mean, Vegas. Yeah. I was there in May with my girlfriend. Were you? Yeah. That's a flight. <laughs> that was 11 hours to get there, yeah. by the way. And we were only there for four nights, but it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> you went in May, so probably still really hot. It's Yeah, it was like yeah. 34. It was still really hot. Oh, I don't know, Celsius. I say 100 degrees. That's basically <laughs> we're in Fahrenheit. I don't know what, Look but I know it's hot. In Las Vegas. In Vegas, yep, thinking to move. We're, well, we're definitely moving soon. There's a lot of open doors if I so choose. Any door is open to me. And I think that that's something that everybody in some fashion can attribute to themselves. How many doors are open to you if you were just to look up and see them? So many. Yeah, follow the big company, get out of your own way. Realize- what do you have now that once seemed impossible? I love that question. I can't wait for you guys to answer it and yeah. just know how far you've come. Yeah. because it's so true there's so many things that I never thought was possible and I know anyone listening to this is you will have manifested something you will have created some sort of change that you never believed possible at the time and there is evidence right there to know that it's possible to keep doing that to follow the breadcrumbs so amazing and celebrate Um, yourself for doing that yeah and celebrate yourself it's gratitude for yourself and and rewarding yourself you know, even if that's just with self-praise, right? Because we love that, you know? We should do more of that. Yeah, so we should. We absolutely should. Lindsay, how yes. can people connect with you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Sorry, everyone. So everyone can connect with me if they want to through Instagram. It's at Lindsay Robinson. Pretty much any social media is at Lindsay Robinson. You can also find me at lindsayrobinson.com. I have a membership that I offer to people to just dip their toes in my work and see what's available to them. I have a podcast, High Vibe In It, which I co-host with my friend Kelsey, and we do weekly episodes. Uh, yeah, mainly Instagram is the one I'm on most. So reach out to me, message me. I would love to connect with you. And, uh, I just hope everybody feels a little more powerful today. Yeah. You are. And you are high vibing it. You've got great energy. Oh, you. Totally brought it to the show. And I love that. <laughs> high vibing it. So I'm gonna, high vibing it. Yeah. I'm going to drop all of your links in the show notes, Lindsay, and we have to get you back on for the dream episode. I can't wait. You are a very, very easy person to be uh, friends with. And I am so excited to connect with you. Thank you. Me too, Lindsay. Thank you so much.